Welcome to another episode of There's a System to This Madness Podcast. I am your host, Osaze Shabazz. Today is January 29th, 2021. We are already 29 days into the first month. Pretty much January is gone. And pretty much this year really feels like a continuation of last year. Of course, with the new change in the government, everything is still being put in place. However, things are still being sorted out. It's almost like you feel a sense of hope, renewal. However, you just still also get the feeling that there is a somewhat layover. It's like instead of January 29th, it feel like it's December 60th. So pretty much. But I believe everything is it's 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 a it's a process. I believe without a doubt everything is gonna fall into place. I believe that everything is going in the right direction. It's just it's it's a slow it's a slow process. However, first before I get started, I want to acknowledge that this is my 50th episode. 50. In fact, my first year anniversary for starting the podcast will be March 28th. So that'll be another major milestone. But episode 50 is what you're now listening to. On that note, first thing I want to talk about is the ripple effect from January 6th. Not only how it has impact on this country, but also never thought about looking at the impact that it had throughout the world. Like I've stated from the beginning, I've always felt that when Russia was allegedly backing Donald Trump or it was confirmed that they did interfere in the election, but pretty much a lot of backing allegedly went towards Donald Trump. And I've always felt that that was their purpose to destroy the reputation of the United States, to make the United States, I guess, look not so much as bad in front of the world, but I think also to focus on how, I guess, chaotic having a real democracy could look in front of the world. Yes, it's no doubt in my mind that, you know, even in the United States, things are tampered with, screwed with, but it's nothing like what we see in countries around the world. It's, you know, compared to Russia and other countries where presidents are reelected over and over and over for life, even when they have term limits and they lose and then they appoint 
their successor, the successor changes the rules and that president becomes president again. You know, this is the bullshit that we've seen throughout the world. And I think one of the goals of the United, of, excuse me, of the, of Russia was to interfere and disrupt that reputation. Going back to January 6th, I think when you look at the impact of how the capital raid affected the world, countries around the world started beefing up their, I guess, their houses of parliament, their capitals and whatnot, particularly Germany. You know, it was stated that Germany really beefed up security measures based on what they saw in the United States. Because see, one of the things that Germany noticed about the United States is the neo-Nazi groups. I mean, neo-Nazi, German, you know, there's a coincidence. But what Germany noticed is that some of these groups that they've been dealing with, they noticed that they were, I guess the flags and the uniforms were here in the United States, particularly on January 6th at the Capitol, the Capitol um, raid. So pretty much the concerns are now being conceived that right-wing groups and neo-Nazi groups from each of these countries, there's a possibility that they can merge together. I'm sure whoever has their headquarters, one of them I'm sure is in charge of the other one, and I'm sure this is a no-brainer. I'm sure that they have contacted each other because I'm sure there's somebody that in these groups that can speak a little German and another group can speak a little English. And, well, you know, we got app. app. There's an app for that, as they like to say. So pretty much, language barrier is not an issue, especially if you want to put your own, you know, hate group from across the pond, as they like to say. So pretty much, I guess that is something that you have to take in consideration. What if militia groups throughout the world decided to, I mean band together and I don't mean something like Al-Qaeda where it's almost like a regional thing or a religious thing but what if these groups actually band together what you know what catastrophes could they cause but you know I guess that's something that you have to worry about later on um another thing that I've been reading about is the vaccination. The, you know, I guess my thing is why it is why is it so slow? I'm hearing things like there's a vast amount of the vaccine in storage that is on the verge of expiring. You know, I mean, it's like when you look at a state like California, which is probably the hardest hit state, and their inoculation is roughly 40%, you know, which ironic versus a state like West Virginia, 
which is surprisingly 85%. I personally think that it's because the United States are still trying to inoculate groups of people, which, you know, right now is believed that they're going after the elderly. And to me, this is, this is slowing the process down. I mean, of course, you know, they, they claim that, you know, they want to do the essential workers, more or less the hospital health field personnel. And then there's, you know, we want to hit the group with the elderly. But I think that this, this is, this is slowing this down way, it's, 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 it's too slow. And when you got President Biden saying things like he wants to vaccinate 100 million people in the first 100 days, like I said, we're about to finish January already. Next week is February. So pretty much, I, 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 don't, I don't see it. Unless they change, unless they change how they're doing it. I mean, to me, the best thing may be is to just open it up to everybody. Increase testing sites to anywhere. Any place, yes, you know, you know, you want it, you want it to be in order. And pretty much, you know, I guess, you know, kind of like the way they're doing it right now. People enroll online, you get a time slot, but the, this waiting for elderly, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I believe that the elderly should be taken care of first, but this process is too slow. It is way too slow. And if you were to say to individuals, let's just let's just go at it. Let's have at it. I believe that this process, I believe that more people would be vaccinated faster. And then you also have to realize these vaccines have two parts. So once you get the first part, you got a certain amount of time that you got to get the second part. So, I mean, getting vaccinated with the first part and then it's going to take another, you know, 100 days, you know, if this is the forecast to get the second part and this is just for the group that they're focused on right now, the elderly, healthcare workers, and I don't think the healthcare workers I don't think they're dragging their feet. I think they, you know, they pretty much, they jump, you know, like, hey, yeah, shoot me up. I'm good. But um, I think the elderly, they're skeptic. And see, that skepticism is, it's delaying the process. So I think something, something has to change. Something has to change. Um, let's talk about the impeachment. <laughs> this it's it's so funny how they is I don't know you know I guess some people think that well impeaching him is enough, which you know to me that's bullshit. Impeach it ain't about just impeaching him. You need to convict convict this motherfucker. What need to come out of this whole thing is that Donald J Trump cannot run for high school president. 
by the time they get through with him. So pretty much those people that are just like, oh, he's the first president to be impeached two times. So what? Who cares? If there's not a conviction that would come along with penalties, they hadn't done nothing. The only, the only issue that I have with this, you have to approach this in a way that you have to demonstrate the severity of what his words incited, but at the same time, you have to make it so that you're not giving him more power than he realized. You can't say your words, I guess, amassed this amount of power. Cause that could, that with somebody like him, that could be just as dangerous. So without a doubt, if you want to emphasize the seriousness of what he did, you have to punish him in a way, along with those individuals that have been caught, you have to punish him in a way that these motherfuckers are going to feel it. And you have to make it so that nobody in their right mind is even going to think about doing anything like this ever again. I mean, you can't, you can't just impeach him. Because, I mean, I don't even, I can't even begin to even think how that is not going to affect him. You know, you got, you got this congresswoman from Georgia. I don't even know this lady's name. Straight dumbass. She was a dumbass before she ran. You know, QAnon supporter. She wins. I get it. There are places in Georgia. They will send a dumbass like this. And I mean, this woman is just the, the rhetoric that she's spewing in Congress, on the floors of Congress. I mean, this, this, this shit is crazy. You know, you hearing about congressmen and senators that are carrying weapons on the House floor, on the Senate floor, and boasting and bragging about it. And, you know, pretty much daring I guess somebody in the Capitol to fuck with them. And I guess they're gonna just, you know, go Clint Eastwood in there. And then, I mean, you know, and I guess that conveys to their supporters. These are the things that, that they supporters wanna hear. Because you gotta realize a lot of these Republicans they are now, I guess, applying to be the new Donald Trump. See, secretly, a lot of these Republicans, they want Trump gone. They don't want Trump to be able to run. And once it is confirmed that he can't run anymore, oh, it's going to be a feeding frenzy, frenzy excuse me, for his supporters. 
And those that didn't do anything, when it comes time for their re-election, they're going to catch hell in their primary. They're, you know, going up against a general election for them, that's, that's nothing. You're going to see a lot of primaries where you're going to have that individual that didn't challenge the, the election results. And they're going to go up against a person that did when they was some city councilman or some school board um, member and decide to run for Congress. And that's what they're going to run on because they're going to go on public record right now indicating that the, the election process was fraudulent. I mean, you get ready to see some, and especially in two years, we're going to see some real good shit. And I mean, just like, you know, look at, look at Mitch McConnell. You know, this motherfucker. The New York Times had an article that indicated that the Republican Party was on the verge of denouncing Donald Trump's actions. And it, you know, it pretty much um, named McConnell as you know the centerpiece of the story, and it was it was unchallenged. McConnell even to reinforce his stance, he actually gets on the Senate floor and publicly denounces the actions of Donald Trump. Okay, last week. The other Kentucky Senator, Rand Paul, indicated that the impeaching of Donald Trump would be unconstitutional, and a vote was taken on this, and McConnell, along with, I think it was five Republicans, they went along with this. So it's like, well, hold up, McConnell. What, what, what side are you on? What, which direction are you going in? Because see, they also now are realizing that whatever side they take, damn if they do, damn if they don't, pretty much they are going to have a fight. And they're going to lose their stronghold with their Republican supporters, and also they're gonna have to go up against the other news outlets, Fox News, and also, you know, I, well, I don't think Mitch McConnell's gonna try to run for president. I mean, come on, that shit would be hilarious. But it's just that it's, amaz it's amazing how these guys are so, they just so lost. Donald Trump got them so fucked up. The only one that is really trying and he is showing his hand is Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz is like he's he's using the actual technique called the cat's paw techniques. I don't know if any of you read Robert Greene's books, particularly um, I'm, I'm a fan, fanatic of Robert Greene's books. The 48 Laws of Power. There's a technique called the cat paw where you get other people to do your work, even if it harms them, 
but you reap all the benefits. Ted Cruz sitting there hollering, it's fraudulent, all this type of bullshit. When Donald Trump four years ago laid his ass out during the debates and all, you know, all the names, talk about his family, all to, you know, said, said his daddy killed Kennedy and all types of shit. Donald Trump ain't even hold no punches back on Ted Cruz. But of course, Ted Cruz, you know, he's, he's, he's playing the long game. He's like, I'm gonna let y'all fight among yourselves, beat the fuck out of each other, and I'm gonna step over the pile, and I'm gonna claim I'm a candidate for president of the United States on, on the Republican side. I mean, you know, ain't no motherfucker gonna vote for no damn Ted Cruz to be president. I still don't even understand how the state of Texas let this guy get in. But either way, pretty much, um, these are the things that we're gonna be we're gonna have to be looking out for. I think one of the things that the Democrat Party has to do, they have to, from the day that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were inaugurated, sworn in, they have to start running. The biggest thing that the Democrats in the House, in the Senate, they got to strengthen their stronghold. They just can't sit there and just say, we have the majority. Because the majority that they have, I mean, the Senate, the only reason that they have, the Senate is 50-50. The only reason that the Democrats control the Senate because Kamala Harris is Democrat. So she's a tiebreaker. So they get the majority. They got to figure out how to get, if they can get 10 more votes, I mean, oh my God, if they can get 17, that way, you know, they can have a super majority. Same thing with the House. They got to put in, they got to put in laws and get rid of this coronavirus. Now, I don't mean get rid of it because I don't think it's ever going to go away, but the I guess the vaccination, the dwindling of the numbers, the number of deaths going down, all this stuff has to be done really by the end of this year. Because you don't want to have this hanging over your head in two years during midterms. You want to have by the end of this year a change a major change in this country. That way when it's time for individuals to run for office, they can run on a Democratic ticket against Republicans, particularly Republicans that didn't speak out against the Capitol. Just take everything that has happened from start to finish the, the electoral college process how those Republicans went on record and say that, said that they, um, the, the election was a fraud. The Capitol incident where Republican did not speak out against it. All these things, even the, the Voting Rights Act, put that, put that on the floor and let Republicans contest that. 
So it can be on the record that they are against the voting rights of African-American people of color. Put all this stuff on the floor. Put all this shit on the floor by the end of this year. And let that be the talking points going into the midterms. And you will see more seats become blue. And once you get that super majority, it'll be the first time that, that I can remember where the party that was in charge before the midterms actually roll over and not only maintain their power, but even become, they become stronger. This is what the Democrats need to focus on. If this, if they approach this with this weak, prepared, this bipartisan mentality bullshit that the Democrats have done in the past, they're going to get their asses handed to them again. Hopefully, Joe Biden, the Democrat Party, they have learned, they have realized that that they can't, they can't play the good guys no more. They got to do everything in their power to get this country right side up. They got to do everything in their power to reestablish the relationship of the United States throughout the world as the leader of the free world, the leader, the top superpower. This is, this is the mandate of the Democrat Party. I'm gonna leave it right there. Have any questions that you have of me? Any statements? Any corrections that you feel that I might have misstated? By all means, I would love to hear from each and every one of you. Until then, this has been another episode of There's a System to this Madness Podcast. I am Osaze Shabazz. Stay safe, wear your mask, get vaccinated when it's your time. God bless. Take care.